0: Well, good Thursday morning and welcome to Noah's Window. All this week, Stephen is joining me. As I shared with you on Monday, Mary Alice is recovering from foot surgery. And, you know, uh, one of the great joys that I have on Noah's Window is uh, when Mary Alice and I are on camera, really, we've already been doing these these kinds of conversations with each other early in the morning, and we just turn the camera on, and I kind of get that same feeling today. And this week, uh, Stephen and I talk about scriptures all the time. Right now, so we're we've got the camera rolling uh, for conversations that we we have all the time. Stephen, we're talking about the seven churches in in Revelation uh, chapter two. I, I, I talked on that last weekend. We said that these churches represent believers of all eras. They do. It, it, it also represents churches of all eras, and Jesus is giving report cards to these seven churches. And what's really important to me is that these messages are so applicable for our times. Right. Uh, every once in a while, someone will ask me, what is your favorite series of all time? And, and my favorite series of all time, I think was preached in 1990. Uh, I can't, it, there's, there's no paper copy of any of the messages. It was before I was using computers, and I don't even know where the recordings would be. But the series is called Jesus Speaks to the Modern Church, and it was on these seven churches. So that's my favorite series of all time. But I'm enjoying kind of going back over this again. Uh, I want to talk about the church in Smyrna, and I didn't spend hardly any time talking about uh, the church at Smyrna this last weekend because I don't think uh, the church at Smyrna is typical of American churches, at least not yet, at least not yet. I do believe persecution will come. But right now, I, I don't see the Smyrna church in the United States, but wow, do I ever see it in other places yes, in the world. So, absolutely. Stephen, let's talk about the persecuted church a little bit today. What, what do you What do you have to say about that?
1: Well, one of the things that I mean, if you read, you know, if you, if you follow global news about the church, um, you know, you've got you've got persecution going on uh, pretty much on every continent now, mm-hmm. uh, but particularly in Africa and Asia. Um, You you know, one of the things that's interesting to me about the church in Smyrna is that Jesus says, I know about your suffering, and I think that Jesus continues to notice the suffering of the churches in the world, that he's not blind to it, Um, and and I know this is kind of spoiling where we might be going with this, but some of the strongest churches in the world right now are in these places. If you you know, I, I one of these days I want to get on a plane and I want to fly to Nigeria and experience a church service. Yeah. And the reason why I want to I want to see this in person is that there's something about people worshiping together who know that they're going to pay a price for worshiping together, mm-hmm. and yet they're all together fine with that because they love the Lord. Well, you know, every that's week a big when thing. we
0: open up Christian Post or, or some of these other Christian periodicals that that trace what's going on in the persecuted church, how we we so often read of Christian communities that are attacked. I think I talked about it in last yeah. week's message. Uh, Filani Herzman had come into a Christian community, burned half the houses, killed was it thirty three believers, and that yeah. was the third attack that had this week, yeah. this last week. Absolutely. So I mean it it is it is painful when we think about the way that Christians are beginning to suffer. Not just in places like Asia and Africa, as you pointed out, they've been suffering for a long time. But now we're starting to see persecution in Europe, Canada. Uh, absolutely,
1: it's one of the. It's a disturbing thing, but it's something that Scripture predicts that mm-hmm. Satan will find unique ways to persecute Christians with one one way or another. I mean, in, in the in the Muslim world, um, there's Christians persecuted because of uh, of you know because of the different the the, the fact that there have governments that want to suppress any, any belief system that isn't Islam. Whereas, like you said, in Europe and even, I would say, I would throw Canada and Australia into that mix, you have persecution because Christianity dares to stand for something. Yeah. And, and, and secularism doesn't like that. And so you have Satan using multiple different things to try to, to come at the church from different angles. Mm-hmm. And you know some of the worst hotbeds of persecution today are Nigeria, uh, China, Iran, yeah. Uh, North Korea, Afghanistan. And what's amazing to me is some of the fastest growing churches are, are in, in these those places. places. Yeah, right. you know?
0: Well, that's, that's interesting, Stephen. Uh, you know, what we're looking at in Revelation 2 and 3 is Jesus' evaluation of these seven churches. And, of course, obviously, however Jesus evaluates us, that's what's correct. But I can't help but wonder how they would have evaluated themselves you know, <laughs> before right. Jesus' report card. I, and you know if you had looked at these seven churches in Turkey in Asia minor um, i can't help but wonder if the people of smyrna would have said we're the weakest church mm. you know we've gone through a lot of persecution our people are struggling um, you know they would have they might have seen laodicea as the strongest church yeah. because after all you know you know their testimony jesus said and we'll cover that this weekend at new spring they said, we're rich, uh, we're, we're, we're increasing, we don't need anything. Mm. So, you know, you wonder if the people in Smyrna would have said, wow, you know, that church at, Th- at Laodicea, they're, they're doing great, and we're just barely hanging on. And the reason why I go here is Jesus said to the church at Smyrna, uh, in the middle of giving them all A pluses, okay. he said, you think you are poor, But you were rich. rich. And the reason I pull out that distinction with Laodicea is Jesus would say to them, you think you're rich, but you're poor. You're Mm. poor, miserable, blind, wretched, and naked were the four words that Jesus used to describe them. Um, What is it about persecution that the last 2,000 years of history have proven, what is it about persecution that tends to purify the church? Hmm.
1: I, I, f- first of all, that's a, that's a wonderful question. I think, you know, you know you, when you're talking about Jesus saying, I know you think you're poor, but you're actually rich, it's much better to be spiritually rich than to be rich in terms of money, yeah. or rich in terms, of pow- in terms of power or influence. I know so much in the American church, there's this huge emphasis on, well, we want, this, we want status. Yeah. That's worth nothing. If the Holy Spirit is moving in your church, even if you're facing persecution, that's spiritual riches, and that's what yeah. really—that's that, what really matters. And um, like you know, and, and, and the flip side of that is also true. It's it's much much worse to be in spiritual poverty than in material poverty. There's some churches out there, it's like you talked about the churches that were burned down in Nigeria. Yeah. They might've experienced material poverty, but they, were, they, they weren't they were experiencing spiritual poverty. They were spiritually rich, yeah. much wealthier than many American well, churches. I think
0: there's something about having to depend on the Lord for, the, for survival itself that causes us to be real clear in our dependence on God. And it's that dependence on God, I think, that causes us to, to walk in a, in a more godly way. Yeah. There's an illustration that you pitched to me years ago that I think about a lot. I'm trying to remember the pastor's name. You'll probably remember it. Um, but I remember there was a, a prayer meeting, and and every time in a prayer meeting, uh, there was a woman who, when she, when she prayed, she would only pray, Oh, Lord, thank you, Jesus. Yes. Oh, yeah, Lord, she, thank you, Jesus. Oh, yeah. And people in the church kind of got snickering at that because that was her prayer all the time. Oh, Lord, mm-hmm. thank you, Jesus. And finally, when she was asked about it, Why she prayed that prayer, she talked about her little girl and they were in a very high crime area and you know a lot of danger. And she talked about how that her little girl would get on the bus in the morning, you know, and she would have to let go of her to be in a dangerous world. And she said, In the morning I would pray, Oh Lord. And then she said, when she would come home, you know, from the school, get off the bus and walk in the house, she would say, Thank you, Jesus. And so she said, Every day I pray, Oh Lord, thank you, Jesus. And Wow, I think that's, that's probably, that probably sums up persecuted believers mm. and their, their pure walk with well, God. Yeah, because when you, faced, when you <laughs> face trials like the church
1: is facing in Africa and Asia and other places right now, the first part of that prayer, oh Lord, what happens is the very first thing you do is you actually cry out to God and ask for his help. That develops an intimacy that a lot of maybe American Christians maybe have never experienced this close intimacy of saying i'm crying out to god for help because i have nothing else to f- i am not relying on anything else except god yeah. and so that builds this 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 spiritual intimacy with god and then like you said thank you jesus that's another thing that people in the persecuted church will pray because they they have a gratitude they do you know i yeah. mean i i was watching a church service the other day and um i i believe it was the capital of nigeria and i noticed just all the smiles yeah. <laughs> Across the room, there was thousands of people. This was a, this was a mega 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 church right <laughs> you know it's probably one of the largest congregations. And I know that it's in an area that lies on a fault line. If you look at Nigeria on a map, you've got the heavily predominant Muslim north and you've got mm-hmm. the Christian South. It's literally split in half. And the closer you are to that fault line, the more violence there is. Yes that's right. And so you've got a, I was watching I know where this church is located. I know what I mean people dying all the time. And yet, I saw this, this joy, this overwhelming joy on the faces of, every, uh, of so many people in this room. And I was thinking, you know what, there's a lot of American churches where you won't see that much joy yeah. on display. You know, because these are people where they've they, they've they've experienced a close intimacy with God because of what they've gone through, and nobody, just as Scripture says, nobody can take that from them. That's it can right. never be taken from them.
0: Well, I th- I, th- I I just have to think about this church at Smyrna. They were probably having way more influence than they realized. You know, yes. you were with me. Uh, you and I went to Scotland uh, years ago. What was it, two yeah, thousand and seven? Yeah. and you know, I was preaching through part of Northern England and Scotland. And I remember we were in Glasgow, and we we saw how many churches were being turned into condos, Mm. you know, because the churches there were very weak. But you also remember the night uh, I preached in Glasgow. I do. And, you know, it was a concert. uh, It was a benefit concert for a hospice there. So, you know, and I never will forget how the the first half of the auditorium were were the members of that church. And then the back half of the auditorium were the people who come in from the community. (laughs) And you remember that night when I gave the invitation, almost every hand in the back half raised their hand that they were accepting Christ. And it makes me know this, that for I may be talking to someone today, and I know Noah's one that goes far and wide. If you're in a, you may be in a small church that's faithful to God, that's preaching the word of God, you're probably having way more influence than you realize I keep thinking about Jesus' comment to the church at Smyrna, you think you're poor, but you're rich.
1: Well, God's power works best in weakness. And it's when we understand how reliant we are on him that he works the most. I think it's it's when we're relying on our own strength and we think that we've got this. That's one of the things that worries me about some of the church right now in America is that there's this over-reliance on all the things that don't matter as much as God you know and and the thing is is when you're when you're spiritually dependent that's when god will move and you see it in you see it in nigeria you see it in tanzania you see it in kenya you see it in china you see it in iran uh you see it um all over the world is when you reach that point of that breaking point that's exactly when god will rush in and do miracles and do incredible that's things that's true
0: and and it's not just true for churches it's true for individuals because oh, even 100%. individuals here in america are going through different kinds of persecution you know and, and so it's great to know that God watches that that Jesus sees it and cares well let's pray today and before I do I want to thank you for all your kind words from Mary Alice I know it's been a great encouragement to her and we're praying that God will raise her up and and let her be back with us again very soon father thank you for the time that we've had together uh, as of as a community as a family to talk about your word and lord i pray for those who are going through persecution in the world i ask you in the name of jesus god to comfort them and put your hedge of protection around them and lord we pray for ourselves here in the united states that we will uh, not take for granted the freedoms that we still are able to enjoy we love you and we give you praise and glory in jesus name amen well thank you for joining stephen and me on noah's window we'll be back tomorrow for the last uh, edition this week and we'll be opening up the book of Revelation one more time to talk about some things that we didn't get to this last weekend. Thanks for joining us.